two dudes, one microphone, absolutely zero calves. Welcome to Team No Cabs Radio with your hosts, Ali and Adam. Hello, guys, and welcome to Team No Cars Radio with your hosts, Ollie and Adam, and this is episode 10. And today, Adam and I are going to be talking about uh, some trends, some fitness trends that we would perhaps like to see left behind in 2017. And we also put some questions out to um, our, our content followers um, to ask us. And so we're going to be answering some of those questions at the end as well. So, Adam, how's it going, dude? How was New Year? Yeah, yeah, it was good, mate. It was uh, quite nice and chilled. Um, apart from I had a three-liter bottle of Prosecco that I got, I got given by uh, Tony and a couple of clients, so that was a yeah, that was a marathon. I, I saw that on Instagram. It's such yeah. a huge. It's like a huge opulent gold bottle, isn't it? And it's like um, yeah, it looks so fancy, but then at the end of it, you're just like some pissed mess. So it's um, it's funny how it goes <laughs> in my it, it was one of those things where. It was like I had to save it for an occasion where I had like a team. Because <laughs> once you've cracked that, like, yeah. I don't really want to be, you know, it's not like a, it's not like a leftover box of chocolates from Christmas. Mm. Where it's like, oh, just dip in and out of those. It's like, can't really be dipping in and out of Prosecco <laughs> for the next sort of three, four weeks. No, and the, the, teaspoon, the teaspoon trick probably wouldn't work with that bottle, to be fair. No, no, I'd have just lost it forever. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, but all good. How about you? Yeah, good. Obviously, it's um, been pretty manic as some of the guys listening will probably know that we've made our venture into our own place. And so just getting everything ready there um, has been quite, you know, quite busy, but enjoyable at the same time. Um, but it's good now that we're in a new year. I guess we can kind of um, set some roots, get back into a rhythm with our, our content. Um, we're going to be doing a lot in the Build of Brown Conditional Garson group, which we'll link in the podcast in the uh, information section and uh, just getting these podcasts back out regularly so um, we can keep up to date with you guys. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we're going to be talking about trends we'd like to leave in 2017. So anything that springs to mind, Adam, anything that you see in the fitness world that you just don't want to see again in 2018? Yeah, so uh, I think we'll have loads of these, to be fair. They're, they're going to be a bit off the cuff, really, because I think we've just come up with a few um, pretty much in the last couple of minutes. Um, but I think one of the, the biggest um, ones in 2017, and a lot of it stemmed around um, essentially, I guess, the ketogenic diet, um, and that was kind of dieting wars. So um, I know I know it's, it's not going to get left in 2017, but this is just my, my ideal. If we could leave diet wars in 2017, I would absolutely love that. Yeah, and just, think, just sorry, just expand to, for the yeah. listeners what you mean by diet wars. Okay, so Diet Wars is essentially, um, I follow this method of dieting. This is much better than anything you follow. You'll get much better results by doing this. This is why you should do this. Mm. Um, and it generally stems from, I guess, a lack of um, kind of education uh, around, I guess, how the body works, how the metabolism works. Um, and a lot of it kind of stems from, I guess, marketing. Um, mm. yeah, at the end of the day, if there's a product that could be sold and it's something new and different, um, then it's always going to be sexy to sell it because at the end of the day, a calorie deficit isn't that sexy. Mm. Um, and you know, controlling protein intake at the end of the day is, is not something that you can just get people to sell. So, um, yeah, it's just something that far too much time gets spent on, mm. I guess far too much 
uh, of the time we spend like answering questions tends to come from. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I'm always going to answer if someone's got a question about it. But mm. you know, it's it's definitely something like when people are talking about, oh, do I should I be going high fat or should I be, you know, dropping my fats down and, and should I be going high carb and things like that. The reality is is that once you understand how the whole thing works, you realize how simple it actually is. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole dieting wars thing just definitely needs to, yeah, do one. Yeah, and it's it's quite frustrating and confusing for the general the general population who perhaps don't have a, a bigger understanding of nutrition. But there's people who are in a position of power or influence who, like you say, rightfully are using um, their knowledge. Um, for financial gain by selling a sexy Mm. product as you put it but then again there's also which I find quite fascinating real cult-like figures and people with vast amounts of knowledge more knowledge than both of us put together like just listening to the Martin McDonald on the Sigma Nutrition podcast recently with Professor Noakes Uh, Professor Noakes is largely in the ketogenic um, clan and Um, the guy is insanely intelligent, you know, there's no two ways Mm. about it, but he is adamant that it's keto or no way. And so it's really, really confusing for people when you've got someone with so much influence and so much weight in the industry pushing a message like that. And I think the thing is, is a lot of time you realize how uh, kind of emotion overrides things. I think it was quite obvious to anyone who was listening on that podcast, taking more of a a subjective view of things mm. that emotion was driving a lot of the um the reasonings mm. behind behind things in the end um and uh yeah and like you said that is that cold thing at the end of the day everyone wants to feel part of something mm-hmm. and um you know when certainly when you're looking around certain different types of diets i won't like mention them in particular because mm. i think i'll rile up some people but you know it's certainly people want to feel part of a group yeah but at the end of the day you don't want to be part of the group that's shit or the group that's not, you know, at the end of the day, you always want to be part of the best group. Yeah. So I think this is definitely where Diet Wars has kind of come in from is that, you know, if you are you know, paleo or if you're keto or, you know, at the end of the day, if you're um, my fitness power and you track, you mm. know, it's still putting yourself into some form of group yeah. um, and, and associating yourself with it and then saying, well, my way is better than, than your way. Mm. When in reality, they all work, so there's no point actually arguing about them. It's just, you know, mm. what what worked for you best. Okay, cool, do that. Yeah, you know? yeah, and ex- and actually, you, you make a good point, and it's easy for us to sit here and say, and we used keto as an example there, almost in a bad light to say that that's a bad approach to, to dieting. But actually, if it works for somebody, it works for somebody, and that will then be a good approach of, of dieting. Mm. Um, and so it's it's easy to slip into that kind of, which is something that we're going to touch on as well, um, that kind of um, fitness snobbery, which we'll talk about shortly. Uh, it's easy yeah. for us to kind of sit on a pedestal somewhat and um, belittle people for doing something when actually that's probably not the best approach. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Like, uh, it sort of swings both ways at the end of the day. It's like, I, I don't want to see diet wars because we know they will work. Mm. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, we're always going to be biased towards a certain method because, you know, we enjoy it and it works for us. But, you know, you've always got to look through someone else's eyes. Mm. And then, uh, you know, and that's why I think definitely, uh, you know, it needs to stay in 2017 if possible because it just becomes like 
and they're tiring. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> hearing, sh- hearing people. we should mention now, whilst you can probably hear some scattering in the background, that's uh, little, yeah. little Simba waking up yeah. right, right yeah. on cue and what was he, tearing at your trouser leg or...? No, 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 Hannah's just got in, so uh, yeah, he's just running about now, but it's lucky because she can basically babysit now for five minutes. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I remember actually Adam and I were recording um, an informational, an informational? Informational? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how much information <laughs> We were recording some content for our, our Facebook group, um, the guys on the Build with Brown Condition with Carson. And it was just a nightmare because I had my little puppy Leo and he was just tearing away at my arm the whole time. So I'm kind of, I'm used to it by now. Um, So Diet Wars, definitely, let's leave that in 2017. Um, One of the ones that I really, really want to leave in uh, 2017 is tense versus relaxed photos. I hate these, I absolutely hate these. And they're so like belittling and demeaning because you will have some jacked, shredded fit pro who is like yeah. in shape year round, who drinks a load of water, sticks his stomach out and says, oh no, look at the realities of Instagram versus real life. <laughs> and then like he has a piss and all of a sudden he's shredded again. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's just a classic case of people um, jumping on a bandwagon and following a trend, but actually it's not helping anyone um, saying, you know, oh, look at me when I'm, you know, I'm a normal human. Be a normal human, just be yourself and don't be a sheep. And I, I find that much yeah. more kind of, um, I respect that more than tense versus yeah. relaxed post. Yeah, I mean, it's always, it's always hashtag with like real talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and it's like, and, and then you can just see like they've got their big fishing rod out. They're just like, ah, yeah. Yeah. Send me those likes. Send me those likes. <laughs> That's what it's all about. And, um, yeah. And it's like, just just admit that you spend a lot of time, you know, training and on your diet and that you are in shape. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. That, and that yeah, if you eat a burger, you're not going to look the same way. But it's like, who cares? Yeah, there's, you know there, I mean? there's no need to step down into us mere mortals kind yeah. of realm. <laughs> the funniest thing about it is the relaxed photos, they still got like... they're just shut like sticking everything out it's i I just imagine like zoolander and just being like i'm just like you look at me and just looking incredible (laughs) still (laughs) you know but yeah yeah Yeah. after christmas i I can't can't even i can't even try and do that now (laughs) i like my tennis one looks like the relaxed one (laughs) (laughs) and your relaxed one just looks like a bag of shit yeah yeah so um and if and if yeah sorry mate i'm not really one to talk at the minute i do um really do look like a bag of shit so yeah but at least you're really good at like exercising and <laughs> oh yeah that that stuff's super cool yeah mm-hmm. yeah so anything else um, in 2017 that you um you've had enough of uh yes um like Adding like bands unnecessarily onto um, exercises mm. <laughs> just for the sake of Instagram, like trying to look yeah. just really cutting edge. Um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's funny because I think the more the, the more um, I kind of understand about programming and the the more I've, I've done this, like I don't want to sound like I'm like veteran because I'm definitely not, but mm. like 
been training now for a good sort of 16, 17 years. Mm. And um, my programs get simpler and simpler and, and the movements themselves get simpler and simpler. And you, you kind of look at someone like, um, like Dr. Mike Isratel, mm. um, a lot of his work. And it's just at the end of the day, you know, the big, simple compound movements yep. are going to get you the majority of results. But you're just seeing people like acidizing them, yeah. extra unneeded, um, like faff, you know, mm. with, with extra bands and things, and especially when it comes to like glute exercises. Yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely the approach that the more like things you can add on, the more band work that can be added in for the sake of it. Mm. You know, it seems like it, it's uh, yeah, it's just something I want to see left. Yeah. Uh, it is. Know. It is quite frustrating, especially when um. You know, I'm the same as you. As I've progressed throughout my kind of training life, things have just become more and more simplistic. And mm. um, now the thought of adding in a band to, to a movement for this, I mean, I just, if you're like an even, do you know what? Even like a top level, elite level bodybuilder can still progress without a band so why do you need a band you just don't yeah you know yeah. um it's not gonna change your physique just progress with the basics periodize yeah. with the basics and you'll see astounding results there's no need to overcomplicate this this thing here and the thing is is i no. I, I think a lot of people do it hashtag for the gram um yeah and, yeah. and to appear smarter than they are yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like if you're using, you know, sort of, I guess you'd call it accommodating resistance, things mm. like, um, you know, bands and stuff like that. If you're if you're an elite level powerlifter, yeah, and there's a reason that you're definitely doing it as part of, you know, peaking in your program. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But it's like, what does you know, Julie, forty one from Bristol. Yeah, <laughs> I just needed to try and think of. <laughs> what does she need using all these bands no. like, during her? like sumo deadlifts and stuff or mm. um to, to grow her glutes she, she doesn't you no. know at the end of the day if she's getting stronger with um you know her sumo deadlifts her squats her barbell hip thrusts stuff like that she's going to be growing as much as she can yeah you know so all this extra like weird faffy um banded work that's being put on and, and then you look at it and you just think oh god like it's actually it's not actually doing anything no um and uh so yeah, I don't want to see. I don't want to see any more of that. Yeah, um, but I know. But I know I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a shame, yeah. isn't it? Um, one that I really don't want to see any more of. But again, I'm pretty sure hasn't completely died off yet. Is the um, cross versus tick videos or don't do that, do this videos? You know the ones I mean, where it's like a split screen on Instagram. And and the yeah. thing is, is yeah. the, the premise of the videos. Um, are, I, I like the premise and I, I like the idea yeah. because it's informative, it's showing guys how to do form correctly, but why not just show a video of doing it correctly? Because like yeah. the don't do this video is always like, <laughs> they're just, they're ridiculous, they're over-exaggerated. Obviously you yeah. don't do a barbell bicep curl by squatting and then hip thrusting and then curling. That's, yeah, that's yeah. obvious, but... Uh, it, it's just one of those things it's and the thing is is I love social media and I use social media a lot and um, but some of the trends I just don't jump on and people literally do it because they know that it's going to get them likes and that's sad that is so sad like please don't be a sheep um, if you want to give informative information there's other ways of doing it is what I, is what I would say 
yeah yeah no i, I definitely get you uh, where you're coming from with those ones like um yeah it's, it's just when you see um like a cross where you look at it and you think no one's ever performed the exercise <laughs> like that. no no <laughs> you know what I no mean? like i don't i don't get it yeah and to be fair like um the stuff Jay did was quite good. No, no it was funny because he was actually taking the piss out of those yeah, videos because yeah. he, what he was doing was like patently wrong. It was ridiculously wrong. Yeah. But yeah. then there's people who like, it's just on the cusp of like, guys, don't do it like this. Do it like this. Well, obviously, dickhead. And, <laughs> but like, but yeah, no, I think Jay's were, were a little different in that they were a bit yeah. of a, a poke of fun at those videos. Yeah. So it's a completely yeah, exactly. different, yeah. It was like a, a spoof example of it. And that was why it got like millions of views. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. hopefully people kind of latch on to, oh yeah, okay, these are pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, right. So the Instagram cross and tick. Um, oh, you know what? Because um, we, we were speaking about this because I was saying about how uh, because I've not been, uh, due to my injury, I've not been really been able to train like upper body now for about six months. So I'm kind of dwindling away. And we were speaking about um, how jokingly I could be like, oh, yeah, let, let me, you know, as soon as I'm like not injured, you know, let me try and sell this like crazy mass program where I'm going to drop body fat and gain muscle tissue over the next, you know, two months. Mm. Um, Based off of the fact that as soon as I can get back into training, I'm kind of going to get my physique back quite quickly. Yeah. You know, I've previously been trained, so that whole muscle memory thing is going to come into it quite nicely. Mm. I know how to kind of diet because I've all done it before. And then I could be like, oh, yeah, it's because I've done this program and then, you know, mm. try and sell it. And I see that happening. Um, obviously, uh, you know, the gram is, is where you see it happen a lot with a lot of fit pros. Mm. You know, they'll do something like they'll do a cut. You know, and they'll be like, "Oh, try this this fat loss program that's magic that I'm running." And it's like the reality is, is this person knows how to diet. They've done it multiple times before. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no magic to this, um, you know, weird named protocol that they've decided to come up with. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just that they've stuck to a calorie deficit. They've done some training that's not ridiculous, mm -hmm. um, and they've managed to get themselves back into a good shape. Mm -hmm. And I think. That's something I'd like to see people become more, get more awareness mm. of the reasoning behind why they're getting, you know, what seems like ridiculous results off of something, you know, a, a program or prior experience that they've got, mm. um, because they know how to, they know how to make it work, they know how to do it, and yeah. that's, that doesn't feed into what the average person's seeing when mm. they see this transformation and think, oh, it's because of that program. Yeah, I get. That's I, not the reality of it. Yeah, I guess we could label that one as. Um not branding something as something that it isn't so like just just say it how it is you know yeah, like it's false advertising it is it is it's it's claiming that you have this incredible like you say this incredible program that is the magic bullet but in actual reality it's just what it is um mm -hmm. we we kind of like pride ourselves on saying with our program that it is a gaining phase where you eat at maintenance or a surplus calories with progressive overload in your training where you gain tissue. Yeah. And then it is a cutting phase where you're in a calorie deficit and you're retaining as much muscle as possible. And that's yeah. what it is. It's not like a magic program. Um, but yeah, you, you see all these fancy names. They've usually got numbers in the names, haven't they? Like, yeah. Uh, isn't there like FST7 or something? Is that one? Yeah. Fascial. Yeah. That's um, yeah. Haney Rainbods. Uh, 
Fascial yeah, something. Fascial stretching yeah. something or other. I think, the, I think I actually looked at that one like uh, on a bodybuilding.com forum and I think it's like you do a straight set and then you do at the end of every, on, at the end of every last set, you do a drop set with seven reps, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some, some weird random that's the magic. Number. That's the magic number for gains, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always really sketchy how the... <laughs> And the kind of uh, evidence behind it is, it's you know, it's, yeah. It's usually, like I said before, like bastardized, taken from something, and then you know they they cottoned on something very small, mm. and then overblown it and yeah. given it a name and sold it. I'm sure we're going to probably get sued for this. <laughs> <laughs> if if Haney Rainbow or anyone who knows him is listening to our podcast, then we've made it. I don't give a fuck anyway. Yeah, <laughs> mate. What are they going to sue me for? I got nothing. <laughs> exactly. They don't take Simba. Oh, that's cute. Um, yeah. So the next one that I want to talk about is um, fitness snobbery, which we touched on earlier. And what we mean by fitness snobbery is, and unfortunately, it usually comes from the quote-unquote evidence-based community. So those those of us who consider themselves educated in this industry whether it be nutrition or training, um, but people who are generally more invested in learning um, and learning more and more. And that those people's approach to educating the masses and the way that they talk to people, I find it to be quite demeaning. And I had an, a really interesting conversation with Emma Story Gordon and um, Stephen Box just recently mm -hmm. on one of his posts on Facebook about coaching coaches and their social media posts uh, talking to the masses and i just find like the the tone really condescending do you know what i mean yeah and it's yeah, like definitely. well this is why that's working and not this so why are you doing that you idiot kind of feel to it mm -hmm. maybe not in as many words but i feel that and the point that i made was the second that you tell susie who has been following a keto diet for three months and lost 15 pounds, that what she's doing yeah. is garbage, and this is why it's garbage, you've, you've, yeah, lost, yeah. you've lost her investment and her interest straight away because you're, exactly. it's, it's close to her and it's important to her. Um, yeah. And so you're, being a good coach is far more about um, the way that you communicate with people um, mm -hmm. than it is just having the knowledge because if you can't implement or pass that knowledge on to people then you've, you've lost straight away yeah yeah well i mean a great example of that is go up to the next person um you see in the gym that's performing something with perhaps you know dodgy form mm. and go so go up to them and first thing say say oh you're doing that wrong see yeah. how they feel about that you know it's, especially if it's someone who's quite jacked it's straight on the defensive they, isn't it yes they're gonna say well fuck you i didn't ask you you yeah. know like this is this how i do it um so it's like you know it's the same approach that mm. yeah, you see people basically doing that on Instagram, but because obviously they're not just saying it directly to someone, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's more, um, yeah, it just seems to be more widely accepted and, yeah. and that's it, you know, and don't get me wrong, I should, you know, we can't tell people what they, they should be doing or anything mm. like that, but certainly when you see people with that kind of negativity all the time with every post about, you know, you're doing it wrong, this is how you should be doing it, mm. and then wondering why they're not getting, you know, any engagement, or yeah. any, any people actually interested in working with them. Yeah. You know, that's, that, that's, that's a massive point. Right that's, that's a massive point. Like, just forget about giving 
again, quote unquote, evidence-based people a bad reputation or a bad name. Just like if you're a trainer or a coach, just think about the way that you're talking to people because you're selling yourself short massively. Mm. Um, is there anything else as that you can think of that you want to leave in 2017? Um, no, not really. I, I guess probably the only one I see is when someone puts up a photo of like themselves uh, after like doing something like competing or dieting down and the first thing they get is like physique judgment from someone mm. like you used to look better or you know or like um if somebody has like yeah just just you know as soon as they've achieved something for someone to come in and go oh it's, you've gone too far too extreme now and, mm. and stuff like that you know you see yeah. it happen all the time when someone's obviously you know pretty proud of the work they put in and perhaps and we get it obviously when we work with people who have done photo shoots and competed and things like that we see it quite regularly where someone will say something like oh you took it too far that looks horrible now mm. you're too extreme i wouldn't want to look like that i i, uh, I find myself constantly reassuring clients um yeah who come up with come up to confrontation from family members and friends saying and the thing is is usually um you know especially if you're dieting it goes in your face in the later stages and you, you start to look yeah. quite drawn and you can look a bit perhaps unhealthy, I guess. Um, yeah. And so for people to have an input on that can be quite um, disheartening, quite damaging. So if you're somebody who's perhaps passing these comments, then maybe just think about what you're saying before saying mm. it because yeah. it really does have a massive effect on people. Yeah, and I can certainly understand people being... Um, they're perhaps worried if they feel that someone is um, perhaps you know, a little bit gone, you know, with like orthorexia. Mm. Um, you know, if it's a term that no one's kind of, if you haven't heard of it before, basically just means being overly sort of anal about, I guess, your nutrition mm. and, and um, nutritional habits and things like that. And you can kind of go too far perhaps one way. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the way someone's putting it across to someone, mm. you know, rather than being supportive to be completely negative, um, certainly takes a toll on people. And that, that's something I'd love to see um, sort of go away. Yeah, cool. All right, cool. I think we covered a few there of, uh, of the bits that we'd like to leave in 2017. Um, let's get on to some of the questions that we were asked on our Facebook post and see if we can answer some of those questions. Yeah, um, so we got first one through from Julie was, what supplements, if any, um, do you guys recommend? So go on, Ollie, you can say that one, mate. Yeah, I think we've spoken about this one before. Um, but it's quite a short list. Uh, certainly if you're resistance training, creatine monohydrate, probably five grams a day. Um, mm -hmm. A good multivitamin, potentially vitamin D, especially in this country with the lack of sunlight that we have. Yeah. Um, and maybe a fish oil if you've got, Yeah. you know, you know, if you, if you, if you want to take a good fish oil then that's that's fine or or like um an oil an actual oil rather than a, a capsule um it's mm -hmm. fine which i use on my food quite regularly so yeah i think yeah. that's it unless you've got any that you would add to that no no not really i mean even even the stuff that there is you know some sort of um perhaps positive effect showing that it's like citrulline malate and mm. beta alanine and, and stuff like that even those, uh, you know, the, the effect is going to be so minimal that the reality is, is you're probably not going to notice a difference. Mm. Um, the only real, you know, the only noticeable differences will possibly come in a, 
clinical setting in a research study that might show something tiny, but the reality is, is you, you might not notice it yourself. Mm. Um, uh, perhaps the only other one, caffeine. Yeah. So, you know, as a, just a, um, so for like sports performance, yeah. you know, caffeine has been shown to have a, a, a you know, very positive impact. So, but the reality is, is that if, um, if you're consuming, uh, coffee and, and things most days that you know, unless you're really highly dosing it um uh, every now and then you know you're probably not going to be that reliant on it especially if you're just doing weightlifting yeah um james james lawson asks um how long should you rest um during a cluster set before it becomes just resting in between sets um or should i just suck it and see i wish or wishful thinking <laughs> um so yeah i would say probably like a maximum of about about 10 seconds really between that a cluster mm. set um that's the kind of figure usually used in things like muscle rounds and, and mm. you know, uh, other cluster set protocols that i've seen um start resting kind of any longer than that and i guess you're just uh you're erring towards the territory of just someone who doesn't really like to rest that long in between sets <laughs> and then that's really you know basically just um negating the benefits of the whole metabolic stress component yeah. of a cluster set and things yeah. like that and the, the overloading kind of principle of it mm -hmm. um so yeah i reckon maximum about 10 seconds really yeah cool um cool so rishi asked um who what or who or what sources would you recommend for uh, technique videos um shredded by science just did some really good videos um with Zerdos, didn't they? Uh, they did some good yeah. deadlift and squat videos and bench press videos. So definitely go and check those out. Um, they're really, yeah. really good. Um, I really love uh, Integra. Yeah. Um, so Integra are brilliant. They're uh, very much about the kind of biomechanic, biomechanics of, of training and things like that. Um, so they go a lot into how to kind of make exercises, you know, maximally effective for training certain muscle groups. So definitely check out Integra. Um, also, uh, RTS, um, so there's a guy called Tom Purvis, who's kind of like, I guess he was like the sort of seminal guy with that. Mm. So he's definitely worth checking out, especially his, some of his work on things like Rose. Um, he's like the main, uh, advisor to, to life fitness, I think. Right. Um, so he kind of tells them <laughs> how to set up their, their machines, um, in order to kind of be maximally effective. So... Yeah, he's someone worth checking out as well. Cool. Right, what else have we got? Um, okay, so Sean asked, when it comes to nutrient intake for muscle, if you're having fats after uh, training in your post-workout meal, does that uh, have an impact um, on, I guess, the you know the the kind of post-anabolic window? Right. Say? So we we spoke about this briefly, didn't we, before ads? And um, mm -hmm. I think the conclusion that we came to more than anything is that like if you are elite level bodybuilder even then the kind of impact is going to be negligible it's going to be minute um so he's basically talking about slowing down the digestion of carbohydrate presumably with with the adding of fat with that meal yeah um yeah. And, and protein and protein yeah so it's um it's so minuscule that i wouldn't even like stress about it um, yeah. but then in the same respect, like I know a lot of amateur bodybuilders who pay attention to nutrition partitioning and it just, yeah. de it depends how far you, you want to take it. But I would say 
and it's the old saying that we use, get your big rocks in place first. Like, yeah. don't start looking at things like that unless everything else is absolutely 100%. Yeah, and, and the thing as well is that kind of the the whole anabolic window, so to speak, you know, at the end of the day, after weightlifting, you know, your, your I guess, um, rate of protein and synthesis, so being able to create new muscle tissue is elevated, I think it's, it's sort of about around about 48 hours, mm. I think it gets elevated for, before it turns to the baseline, so, you know, having a little bit of, you know, 10, 20 grams of fat in the post-workout meal within sort of two hours, does it make really any difference if, over the next 48 hours, you're still going to be taking in fats. And, mm. You know, you're still going to be taking in protein and carbs. I, I very much doubt it. And I don't think there's going to ever really be any way that they would be able to measure if doing so would have really any kind of, um, you know, like negative impact on your, your hypertrophy. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of where I'd be looking at it from. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, and let's just finish with this one, mate, because uh, it's, it's for you. Um, so, how are you training for the Ironman? Are you looking to retain muscle as much as possible or are you just focusing more on the cardio and performance elements? Um, so I am, I have, my focus obviously has shifted from gaining or retaining muscle to just being able to complete this Ironman. So my focus is definitely cardio. Um, and I did kind of throw my, my weight training out the window somewhat um, initially and then I just started feeling not uncomfortable in my skin, but just looking at myself thinking I could be doing more to retain some mm -hmm. tissue. So I made myself a very simple full body um, split that I'm hitting twice a week, which is fits in perfectly with my schedule at the minute. It's not, it's not affecting my, my cardio training. It's not affecting my work schedule. So it's nice and easy to fit in. I'm hitting every body part twice a week. I'm periodizing that and I'm progressing with that as much as I can. So I feel that I'm doing enough to retain as much muscle as I can without giving myself too much to do because it's, it's very important to prioritize your training depending on what your goal is. We know that. And obviously the goal is to complete the Ironman. So that is my focus at the minute. Yeah. So have you, um, have you sort of looked much into uh, or did you kind of look at the start and on how many kind of working sets you're going to put on each muscle yeah. group over the week? Or yeah, two? that's it. Yeah. So I just worked back from what I was currently doing and then I just thought, what's a sort of moderate kind of guesstimation of sets for each muscle group to, to just maintain as much tissue as I could. And then I just split that across the week over two sessions as best I could with, and there's a bit of crossover with some of the exercises. So I've I made sure I keep my dead, my deadlifts in my squats in. So I've got some good crossover exercises, my bench press. Um, and so it doesn't take me a long time and I'm, I feel like I'm keeping in relatively good shape. So I'll just keep running that for the, for the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's, uh, sounds good to me. Um, cool. So that's, pretty much everything in terms of the, the questions that we can go through there. Yeah, cool. All right, guys. Well, it's been uh, brilliant talking to you guys again in the new year in 2018. Um, we will be putting up another post with some more questions because we do enjoy answering those questions on the podcast. So do look out for that. And for now, um, have a great start to your year and we'll speak to you very soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Team No Cavs Radio. Remember, plantar flexion, dorsiflexion, progressive overload, and boom, anything is possible.